I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Everybody giving me advice is never right. That is why I only listen to my own advice. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Label me a rock star, cause I rock and I shine. Y'all wasting your time. Swear this world is mine. What's going on, guys? It's the Four Square Podcast. Welcome to season two, episode one. It's your boy Jeff. It's your boy Alex. I'm Lucas. I'm Maxwell. We back, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This is season two, and this is how we kicking it off. Man. We're here. As We're you can see, the scenery is different, right? Episode, we out here. Episode five, and we live. We Still live, live, baby. I can touch. <laughs> yes. Although I don't know how I feel about it yet. So you know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So today's episode is gonna be about music. So to start it off, music. Donda. CLB. Okay. So that is a lot. That's a lot to talk about because, you know, you got the whole thing about every, a lot of people talk about who's better between Drake and Kanye, but the album itself is tough. Like, I think CLB was a consistently Drake album in terms of its quality. Like, it's, it's just Drake. Like, it's not really amazing. It's not really terrible. It's just standard and that's mainly because he he panders to his audience he's got like all the white girls that love his stuff like a few a few dudes who just kind of like yeah i'll bump to that shit whatever i mean let's be real man let's be real definitely catering to different audiences here absolutely 100 percent. because kanye i feel like i I like i like donda donda was a was a good album to me there were some Mm -hmm. some you know songs that can might be able to carry on through the years i like i personally like hurricane i like um, geez, what's that one song called? You know, I like Moon because you know, I love Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi's jazz uh, too. You feel me? Hey, that that um that Andre three thousand verse is pretty good though. Yeah, like I'm 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 glad they put it in finally in the deluxe. I agree. There was so much controversy going back and forth with that though. Like yeah. like it was in and then it wasn't, and Money only certain people could right. listen to it, and it was like on YouTube for a little bit, and it was taken off. Like I was like, yo, what is going on? They need to stop hating on my boy Andre, bro. Andre, bro, yeah. real life, real life. Stop! Stop hating on my boy, man. How, Pick how, your pillow. How, <laughs> how are we actually sleeping on Andre Three Thousand? That man built us up, like growing I mean, up. I mean, for anybody who grew up, especially growing up in the yeah, South and Georgia, like especially here, man. man Outcast was like a yeah. thing for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, big boy. All right, down to COB. COB for me. Um, I, I'm just over. I'm just over Kanye. I, I really like. Like, like now, you know how, like, in basketball, when you talk about, like, Derrick Rose versus, like, before the knee, after the knee, it's, like, Kanye with his mom, and then recipes after his mom, and then with the whole Kim, Kardashian mess and all that, like, he's just falling off the deep end. So, honestly, I really just don't be supporting, like, his catalog like that. Drake is, like, it's, like, it's cool, like, like way too sexy, like, we be bumping that in the car yeah, all the time. Right, yeah. Like, way too sexy. It's just, it's just a fun, hot boy vibe, like. Is it everything that we can flex on the drip, you know, all the fits and everything? <laughs> like, it's cool, it's cool, but at the end of the day, I kind of don't care for either of them. But if I have to pick, I'll go, sir, if I love a boy. 
Okay. That's fair. Um, if I had to pick between the two of them, I, I guess I'd have to pick Donda. Okay. That's mainly because I'm also looking at it for as like, as Kanye as an artist. Like I feel I know what he's capable of, and I know this album wasn't a truly like production uh, masterpiece for people to just enjoy. Like he was telling a story. He was paying homage to his mom. I respect that. But you know, it's funny you mentioned the song Hurricane. I liked it too, but it did not feel like a Kanye song. It was very weird. Like I'm listening to it, and I'm just like, I could never picture Kanye putting this like, kind of music on his album. I don't know. Um, I, I think that was more... Like the, ba- like the vocal, like the vocals, the melody and everything was cool. And I was like, okay, I like this. But the just like the, li- the lyrics with the, with the rapping, it, it just, I don't know. It, I was expecting something more profound, maybe. More Kanye. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like more revolutionary. Yeah. Just, That's fair. I'm, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists, like, especially from what I've noticed in hip hop, they have ups and downs. Eminem is a prime example. He had like he had the Marshall Mathers experience. Um, that was like everyone loved it, and then he did a revival, and you know people weren't feeling it as much. Yeah. And he comes back with Kamikaze, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's Eminem." And you know he's he's kind of if you like if you like Eminem like that, you can tell he's kind of going up. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Kanye's um, return again because like yeah. he was at his peak, and then he started going down little by little. Um, in late like late 2010s, I'm still, last, I'm still waiting. Yeah, he lost. Back. He what, lost himself. For what sure. was yeah, the last album that y'all like generally messed with? 2016 Life of Pablo. Same. What do you mean, like straight. in terms of, like his? That's like, like just 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 the quality of the album. Like what was it? Like the last mm. Kanye album that you like? For me, it was Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo was fun. Yeah, that's true. I enjoyed Probably it. the Life of Pablo was definitely the last one. But even then, for me, it was already on its way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I just said, I feel like Kanye lost himself. He did. He's still trying to find himself again. Mm-hmm. You but, know, this might be a really hot take for some people, but I actually expressed this. I, hilariously enough, I was getting an education on Kanye culture from two of my friends who are big Kanye fans. Not like the diehard Kanye fans that will listen to a blank CD and say, "I feel the music," but like people who like who enjoy his, who enjoy him, like, and, like are a super fan of him. And I asked, and I told him, I said, you know, in my opinion. From one of his earliest albums, uh, College Dropout, the song Jesus Talk or Jesus Walks, mm-hmm. that song has more powerful faith theme than the entirety of his Jesus King album, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it was hilariously enough because they both kind of agreed. They both saw what I was saying. I was like, huh, okay, so I'm not just talking out of my ass. Good. But I just, I feel like, because that was natural. Like he was just, he was expressing what a lot of people consider like true faith. Like, uh, Talking about the there was a movie I watched with Queen Latifah and she was like, "Don't sing through the Lord. Let the Lord sing through you." And like, I think that was what Jesus walks conveyed. But the whole everything else is kind of like he's forcing this new Kanye on down people's throats, and a lot of people weren't ready to accept that. Yeah. Well, so, as far as going back to the Donda versus CLB, I'll have to choose CLB. Um, even though CLB is kind of a mid tier album. And I can see why people kind of just. Oh <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's classic Drake at that point. It's like he took the trap sounds of like "What a Time to Be Alive" with the R&B sounds of "Take Care" and the new stuff from like "More Life" and "Scorpion" and combined it all in one and then wrote it up. Mm-hmm. And then you got CLB. Yeah. So it's just. What he knows, he took the formula of all the hits from all his past albums and he put it all in one album. My nose still hurts a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, um, nah, man, night for the lot of you, bro. Yeah, I, I gotta go with CLP too. Cause honestly, the type of person I am, um, hot boy, city boy. So it absolutely just speaks to me. Toxic. That's fair. Yes, that's that's the toxic. Look at the camera, say that again. Where's the camera? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not toxic. <laughs> Oh, this is Nah, so you know to be clear though, I picked Donda. I did I did pick Donda mainly because like I enjoyed some of the songs a little bit more and I enjoyed Kanye. Just I like Kanye more. But I will say like Donda was more of a story and CLB was more of just a musical like a music album. Yeah. So if, if the if the goal was to put out music, then I guess Drake would win. But I still pick Donda. You picked Donda too, right? I no, picked CLB. You picked CLB. Oh, I'm the only one who picked Donda. Yeah, yeah. 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 Odd man out. Odd man out. Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay. Well, I will say one thing Shoot real out. quick. I want to shout out to my boys Tanner and Will, the ones that gave me the education on this. Because probably without them, I probably would have picked CLB too. But if it wasn't for them talking, I probably wouldn't even listen to Donda that much. Okay, no, I, I, I think I'd still listen to both albums equally. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So it'll be, there's just a couple songs on Drake's album where it was just like, okay, I can, you know, help this wherever, whenever, wherever, whenever. But speaking on that though, out of the two artists, who you got, Drake or Kanye? Over time. Over time. We Kanye, bro. Come Jeez. on now. Okay. I just had to check. Jesus. Fans out there, we're gonna start a little, little love, uh, lovely segment called "Who You Got," and it's very self-explanatory. So pay attention. Hold on. So, who you got, Drake or Kanye? Man, you already got my answer, fool. That's true. I guess boy, Kanye. Yeah. So yeah. overall, Kanye. Yeah. What say you? You don't like either of them, but what say you? I mean, I, yes, I don't really care for either one, but Ye was. Another artist in my childhood that I grew up listening to. He changed it, you know. He really did. did. Like, Stronger was one of my, like, like you can do it phases. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, like, when I was, like, studying for a test, you know, hearing Stronger, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> inspiration. Yeah. That boy found God. Yes, about sir. you, Mr. Hughes? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Kanye on that one. You yes. Know? I mean, Kanye influenced many of the artists we have now. And I'll argue that... Kind of broke Drake's sound, his current sound. So yeah. without Kanye, we have Drake. I don't know if you guys see any of these videos of Kanye just, you know, producing beats on the spot. Facts. That is some top tier musicality, bro. Like you gotta be you gotta know exactly what you're looking for in a sound. Kanye. What you're trying to portray, what, what you're trying to have your audience feel. Like it's absolutely Kanye, like a like a good yeah. amount of artists in, in the industry, have veered off from going from just a rapper to you being the face to going to the background, going behind the scenes and making the music and producing. And so him, like a lot of other producers, I mean, you know, like DJ Mustard, like you know his beats off rip. Like Swizz Beats, he makes good music. Like just like producing quality sounds. Like Kanye is still. Mm-hmm. He still got that. Well, because he started, he started off doing that with Jay Z. Right. He helped, like he helped, he helped Jay Z change the game with his production skill. And he took that. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna start my own name. Let's go. Let's do this. No, for sure. Uh, I've made this very clear myself. Kanye all the way over Drake. Just everything. He 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 went. He scores top marks on all the comparisons. Definitely. And you know, actually, 
I would do want to change my answer though real fast. For me personally, it wasn't Life of Pablo the last time I, I messed with it. It was my beautiful dark, uh, dark twisted fantasy. Oh yeah, that was for me, and oh, that was my because, God. and that was because I think that 2010? was 2010. Mm-hmm. That was middle. No, no, listen, nah, listen, yeah, but see, okay, but remember, I wasn't listening to I wasn't listening to hip hop and rap like other people were at that time. I was still building into it, so I was listening to that kind of stuff later. I was delayed, so for me, that album was just it was just. I loved it. I, I love with it so much. Kanye's catalog. No, my beautiful. And by the time I started listening to it, it was kind of like everything else was just coming out. Away. Uh, Dark Phoenix, Monster, Power, uh, Monster, all the lights. I fuck the lights. All the lights. All the lights. Oh, Power the. Oh yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bro, that song still played in stadiums all yes, over. Yes, that, that's, that's a good hype. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a good like. Yeah, yeah. Let's get like. You know. Devil in a new dress with a uh, Rick Ross boy. That that thing so goes so hard, bro. Honestly, I mean that's the only song that I have liked. I mean, on, on my. Oh my god. Dark fantasy. Monster shit. Monster. Liked. Oh, oh! I, I remember. You put somebody one time also said in Donda that it's like, how are you gonna put Jay Z and Kanye together and still not be like the most exciting track? I thought that was, I was like, ooh, that was interesting. Which one I for mean, Donda? They already had a joint album. Watch the Throne. Back really? No, I mean, yeah, like, that like, was, no, but uh, after all these years, after all these years, because like, was it Harris? It's expectation. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But, oh, and Otis too. Yeah. So we're all in agreement, Kanye. Kanye, Kanye. Kanye. Uh, in general, Kanye, we we love your stuff. But please, I'm really hope old. I don't need you to, <laughs> Kanye. I don't need you to go back to what you were, but I need you to make your big comeback. I need you to like finish your morning, finish your grief, finish your processing. Bring back the time when when graduation came. Out. Make like, me like, feel. Make me feel. Or it was a heartbreak. Or college dropout. Go back to the beginning. Bring, bring, back, to bring back all those songs. Okay. So, since we're on that topic, though, of uh, who you got, what's the next one? The, the Going on more classic, though. Biggie versus Pac. Man. You know what's hilarious? Man, like, I, I, I used to be biased about it. I used to be like, you know, since we're on the east side, like, yeah, we go fucking day. But at the end of the day, in reality, I listen to way more Pac <laughs> than I do Biggie. I think Pac like influenced like our like general area more than Biggie did though. Yeah, Biggie is definitely more of a New York sound. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get technical, Tupac was born and raised in New York, so if you yeah. want to go there, but for the sake of this argument, it seems like his music reached uh, the South more than Biggie did. Yeah, it's like in the way people in New York like like will like stay and hone in to Biggie harder yeah. than anybody else because even though he, like, Biggie's music traveled, but Pac sound traveled to us first. Yeah, see. Well, I mean, West Coast definitely rocks pop. I low key, I low key, I, I, I kind of like. He's probably the brand. I like the West Coast flow a little bit more. That's why I like pop. I, I'm, I'm, I, I like the Kendrick Lamar's. I like the Snoop Dogg's. Like, yeah, you know, give me a, give me Freddie Gibbs. You know, he's, he's starting to bring that old, old kind of rap, rap style back. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I kind of fuck with that old coat, old shit, mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> um, I'm kind of messing with that uh, old school uh, West Coast flow. Um, it's just a lot. I feel like oh, whenever I listen to it, like, I'm like okay, it's hard. I like this, even though you're not from the West. Exactly. Coast. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not from the West Coast. Like I feel like I'm from the West Coast. I mean, that's how you know. That's how you know. Storytelling as well. Like Ready to Die is definitely one of those albums that you just sit in your room and just watch 
like literally create that story in your head because it's so detailed with his flow. It's like yeah, that's true. I, I feel like they, I mean, they're both trying to tell a story, tell a different right. story. I need some more water for this one. Anyway, I love you. No, wait, this is your house. I can't. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, um, moving on before I get actually thrown out. Honestly, I don't know who I'd pick between Pac and Biggie, to be honest. It's. I don't know. I wasn't, like I said, I was. I had delayed exposure to all this stuff, so I didn't have the same kind of powerful impact. I love both of. I love both of what they do. I I, I like Biggie. I like two. I like. I think I like Pac's music more, but I like Biggie's style mm-hmm. over Pac. Yep. I just think. I just think he really like. He took that. Uh, he really rooted himself in that. He he made it to it. Uh, great great shit. So it, it's tougher for me. It's much tougher than Drake versus Kanye because Kanye wins all the way. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. I'm speechless, honestly. I wish I could give more insight for that. But I think I kind of agree with what you guys are saying 100%. I vibe off of that. But, All right. Next one. So, official winner for Biggie versus Pac. 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 That's it, Schoolboy Q. Well, maybe, maybe we'll revisit that. But it's for now, it seems like majority rules Pac. Majority rules for Pac. But it's tough. And that's right. It's tough. It's but definitely that's still always subject to change and grow and evolve. That's true. But, All right. I mean, since we're still staying on the, uh, the whole hip hop and rap genre, Kendrick versus J. Cole. That one is hard uh, because it's like, man. Humble gods, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. I'm going with Kendrick. Swimming pools sure. was like. <laughs> I'm going with Kendrick. That's, what, that's my that's my guy. Bro. But Forest Hill Drive is still one of my favorite albums of all, all time. All right. So let me, I want to tell you. I want to tell y'all like, something. I want to tell y'all something. I'm going to shock at y'all opinions in. <laughs> but Kendrick Lamar dropped the hardest album out there, Brad. Uh, Kill a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. That bit was so hard, bro. I would definitely I w- say. I want to say, because he's speaking about Lucifer, bro. <laughs> the influence of that in the music industry. Oh, you mean the song the, by the Jay-Z? Sin, the sin that, that occurred in the music industry. How, how they try to you know, pull you in with all these fancy, you know, things that you, you might want to see out there in the industry. Like you got, oh, I can you can go buy all these things, all this jewelry, all these clothes, all these cars, but end up losing yourself in the end. And you always spoke about that. It's hard. It's hard to me. Love Kendrick Lamar. You're such a weird right, Shut up. Nah, that was very profound. Um, I'm curious about what y'all think about this. I think okay, so for me, like like initially growing up, like I growing up loving Kendrick. I growing up like loving um the butterfly, good King Master. Like I really enjoyed that sound. But then like I gotta I gotta pull up this man, so like Jermaine. Hey, real Cole. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick though, y'all remember we were in the, the club in Athens cloud and they were playing uh Mad City? Yeah, I yelled, I yelled hella loud, I said, Where you going, my brother? Yeah, love that so, man. That shit was funny. No, I just that was that's a great Center is what first introduced me to J. Cole. Okay. And so when I, I was listening to Born Center and then when I when I heard Cold World and I was like, So this is what this is what early J. Cole was. And so I was like really interested and then twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive. 
that had me like locked in. I was like, okay, I'm all in now. Because like I, I was interested, but I wasn't sure if it was gonna like pull me away from Kendrick. Forest Hill Drive pulled me from Kendrick. And then since Forest Hill Drive, interesting. it pulled me and now I'm solely like rocking on J. Cole. I love Kendrick. I love Kendrick. Cause when Dan came out, I was like, yo, Kendrick got me back, so now I'm going back to Kendrick. But then like J. Cole was still like for your eyes only. And then KOD, and I was like, dang, now nah, I gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that you rock with Cole in the sense that you relate more to his music than Kendrick's? I do. I, I do. Because he, he talks about, like, a lot of, like, real-world topics and, like, stuff that, like, people are afraid to speak on. Like, like um, like in Cold World, like, Cold World, he was talking about, like, a lot of, like, deep, like, deep-rooted stuff. Um, because, like, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Lost ones. Like, he had some, like, some real, some heavy-hitter stuff. He now, did one of the best uh, debut albums. Yes. And so, and then for the fact that he still... He still elevates. Like J. Cole gets better and better. And then unfortunately, like like certain artists, you know, like like Drake and mm-hmm. Kanye, like like each year some of his albums don't hit as hard as his previous ones. Right. So J. Cole still continues to elevate. I really want Kendrick to drop an album, especially because all season, all season is fantastic. And so I'm like, yo, if Kendrick, like next year, could drop an album. That that's really going to be like, all right, now we're really going to see because all season I'm like locked in. Like I listen to that when I'm in the gym. Have you guys heard the Black Fridays? And they dropped them like 2016. It's when they're like teasing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kendrick, Where, uh, Kendrick was rapping over um, J Cole's beat. Yeah, what song was that? Um, Tales of Two Cities. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, J. Cole wrapped over all right. Mm-hmm. Bro, imagine imagine Kendrick and J. Cole drop an album together. The yeah. world would burn, That's, man. The world would burn. <laughs> oh God. That would be hard. That would be the hardest woke album. They go on tour, the world will shut down. It would be the hardest, w- hardest woke album ever. So y'all think that their their styles would mesh like really well together? They'll find a way to make it because... Like just for them, like they're both they're both good lyricists, of course, yeah. and it's very hard to like like to be good with like you know because you're a good you can, your sound can be good your music can be good but your words your words mean something and so a lot of rappers like you know their words just fall to where that because they say they talk about the same thing you know I get bitches I get money I kill this I'm a shooter and all like man I ain't I ain't trying to hear all that no they're they're both very like impactful lyricists I'm just like I'm talking about their like their, their flow their style like. You know, some artists just cannot be compatible together. And from what I've listened to, Kendrick can Kendrick's very dynamic. Like he can be, he can definitely switch up his style. And you've seen how he switches up mid song. He can, he can. I just like I'm wondering if J Cole can like who would have to match with each other? Would J Cole have to match with Kendrick, or would Kendrick have to match with J Kendrick Cole? Kendrick would have to match with J Cole. Yeah, yeah. So so J Cole wouldn't be able to. Interesting. I hmm. But then that goes into J. Cole's more monotone style of rapping because yeah. he's more of a storyteller. Not that Kendrick's not, but Kendrick puts on personas. More more consistent. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he puts more. Puts persona and that's why I would say Kendrick over Cole because not that Cole's not good. It's just there's two. you're listening to them for two different things. Hmm. Like if you want more relatability, that's Cole. If you want dynamic storytelling that you probably don't go through yourself but you see on like a BT special, that's Kendrick. Because everyone talks about how sing about me. 
is like arguably one of the best songs of the 2010s. It really is. Even the way it ends. That's the whole movie scene right there. You can't deny that. No, you got a point. And to Pimp a Butterfly, not even hip-hop, but just albums in general, that can be considered an album of the decade. Hmm. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Decade. Yes. Yeah. No skips. Crazy. <laughs> That's the, a the story. The that that album had is insane. We could play to Pimp a Butterfly right now and we would enjoy your song. Story. And not even just that, but just how even the song All Right came out you know, in 2015, which is not the peak, but around the time of like Ferguson riots and a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement, it came at the right, right time. Mm. It literally right. pushed that album up to album of decade status. Absolutely, mm-hmm. positively. I need to listen to that some more. Then, yeah, absolutely beautiful. My God. For my answer, um, yo, this is tricky. It's tricky. It's not as tricky as a Biggie versus Pacquiao. I would have to go with Kendrick, but that's purely. On a personal taste matter, it has nothing to do with the impact or the albums or like how popular. No, it's purely because I love the kind of style that Kendrick can can put. Like I love, I love like high velocity, lyrically qui- like uh, quippy and clever, just rap songs. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Busta Rhymes so much. That's why I like like love Eminem. Hell, that's why I like Lil Dicky. At times, <laughs> I just I yeah. like the speed I because am, to me am, it's so it's so <laughs> impressive to me that they can put those or they can put it all together and keep a rhythm while also just like either roasting somebody or being hilarious or funny or clever. I, I love that shit. Yeah. So for me, Kendrick is definitely like just on a musical standpoint. But there's a big but here. I always have to wonder like my personal preference, but which one of them is truly like like over the other. And I say that on the matter of like, it seems like every time J. Cole released an album, people would say it was the best album ever, or it was the best J. Cole thing ever. And then he would just kind of disappear. It's the classic. <laughs> and to me, and to me, like it's it's consistent enough. It's it's just consistent enough, consistent enough where it's not just like bandwagons or people don't know what they're talking about, but like it's actually impactful. Like every time J. Cole released something, doesn't matter if it's actually better or worse than the previous album, but people will vibe with it like it is and they will like and they they anticipate and they eagerly await for that with kendrick i haven't gotten the same sense at least in like the circles that i've noticed like it seems like when 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 you hear about a kendrick album it's like ah shit i can't wait to see what he's going to produce but there's no like preemptive assumption that it's going to be the best thing to grace this earth again so i thought so in my like i said personal preference i say kendrick but i'm starting to wonder between those two, which one really had a bigger impact? And I'm starting to think it's J. Cole. Because, I mean, how, how powerful of an artist do you have to be to take someone's upbringing, favorite artist, and change it? Like, you, like J. Cole, you just said, J. Cole literally ripped you from, uh, from Kendrick, right? Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Like, you to grow up with somebody and then to say, this is my new favorite, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah, a because it was like, there's also, I mean, this this was middle school when we were doing this. We was listening to the music at the time. This yeah. was early high school, and then so during that time, we were just experiencing different. Like our lives were different during that period of time. Of course. And so I think that in J Cole, as I continued to hear his sounds and I continued to hear his words, I just needed something to like hold on to us. Like, like this message is something that's that's for me right now. I need to hear this message. And so it was just more of like, you know. Kendrick's message was just not hitting like Cole's message was. 
So it's cool. But, you know, for me, like, J. Cole's message continued to speak to me. So I continue to say, well, I'm going to sit on this journey. And so that's why, like, currently I'm still saying right now, right now, this current period of time is J. Cole. Back then, if we were talking about, like, like in high school, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Kendrick all the way. But right now, for me, it's J. Cole. I mean, I would add in that J. Cole's popularity kind of came into on kind of like a meme trend. Because it started to become kind of cool to hate on J. Cole, especially when Lil Pump started messing around saying, you know, screw J. Cole. And even Corday made a diss track towards J. Cole, talking about, hey, yo, yo us young dudes can still rap with talking about And they actually had to sit down, J. Cole had to sit down with Lil Pump about that discussion. Because he was just trying to tell him, hey, this money stuff, you know, is going to disappear after a while. So, like, you should make investments. And then also YouTube channels like RDC World with the J. Cole me. J. Cole. Jermaine. Jermaine. That is Jermaine. Cole. Cole. Mr. Talent, <laughs> okay. So. J. Cole's a good artist. Final verdict. Your pick? Kendrick. Your pick? Cole. Your pick? Kendrick. My pick is Kendrick. Seems Ooh. like for today, among this group, Kendrick is the winner. That being said, just like with our previous who got it, who you got. Damn, suck. <laughs> it's in the air. It's in the air. But we have a couple more here that we want to touch on. Actually, I want to get away from the rap game just a little bit. Let's dive to something a little more old school. Michael Jackson versus Prince. Now, I just want to start this one off. For me, it's Michael Jackson. For me, it's Michael Jackson. For me, it's Michael Jackson because of exposure. Because of impact because of it's like all his songs i fuck with it still i get hyped to his songs i chill to his songs i love everything about it and also everybody knows exactly where they were and exactly what they were doing when michael jackson died let's go where were you michael jackson and i was in my mama house when i found out and i found out on the news still a sad day i was I was playing outside. I was playing outside. Um, it was like this uh, camp thing. And I overheard the counselors and the teachers talking about it and like how devastating it was. And I was like, holy shit, Michael Jackson just died. To show and prove to everybody how internationally recognized that this man was, I was in Panama with my family. And my abuela came in and she was like, oh no, mijo, look at the TV. And I was like, what's wrong, abuela? And then, you know, on the news in Panama, Michael Jackson has died. And I was like, and the fact that it was spoken from all over the world, all walks Everyone. of life stopped to acknowledge. People adored it. People adored it. Like, Where were you, Jeff? I was in a moving truck with my dad from New York to Georgia, listening to the Michael Bazden show on the radio. And that's when he announced Michael Jackson died. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it honestly was unbelievable. You know what I mean, when everybody I first knows. Saw it. it was unbelievable. I first saw it. Well, like, it was like you know, there was stuff in Brazil too. Mm-hmm. Like, like after shortly after his death, even they were doing documentaries. They were doing documentaries. They were doing uh, recaps, showing his music everywhere, and that internationally recognized. The man's an icon. Would it say to be unanimous that we all will be siding with Michael Jackson on this? Because here's the thing. Yeah, one, 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 one thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I love Prince, but here's one thing that both of these two artists, they 
singing alone is already one thing that's comparable, but both of them had iconic things about them that separated them. Prince mm-hmm. is arguably one of the best musicians of all time. Mm-hmm. You, can argue, you can argue like like this man plays like at least like five to ten different instruments and fashion and fashion like he. <laughs> Him and his fashion and his performance, just playing. The fact that he could drop a guitar, play a piano, hit on the drums, Mm -hmm. play a saxophone, play a trumpet. Like, he can play music. So music itself, Prince is fantastic. Michael Jackson. He was talented. Performer. Performance. Dancing. Presence. His presence. Like, like it radiates. Like, we've seen videos of people literally just passing out. And he didn't do anything. He just jumped on stage. That that, that one video of him to just jump on and it's just <gasps> and oh, everybody just, ah, just just going crazy. Just Move once. Just, it was just sensory just overload. Died. Sensory overload. On like a people scale. was getting carted away in an ambulance, just staring at him. I'm like, you really paid. Yo, think, think about how mad you gotta be. I paid like thirty, forty, fifty dollars for this concert, and I only was there for two seconds. Because I saw him and I died. Mm-hmm. I like yo, like that type you of. Saw him and you died. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, what did you do? We saw my chest. I died. Like Damn. that type of thing is like that. That alone is like the statement has a lot more meaning to it. It does. It does. So like just that. That really just goes to show how impactful. I mean, this man Michael Jackson was. So. And we're not saying that Chris wasn't impactful by any. Oh no no not at all. No, I think that I'll say he was an icon too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Prince was an icon. I just think that Prince was more of a niche in the sense that yeah, I think he's in more of an eighties icon and more for people that are in theater or performance based arts. Whereas Michael Jackson had his ability to go into the popular culture and just influence everybody. That's oh, yeah. like his music, especially with Thriller. And then Smooth Criminal, that I think it's a bad album. And even jumping to R&B in the 2000s. You know? uh, was it Invincible? Yeah. Man of the Mirror. You give me Butterfly, it's still my favorite song. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Mike Jackson songs. I listen I listen to Man in the Mirror, like, and actually listen to the lyrics of it. Like, it's, it's very, like, you know, it's very, make make a change for yourself. Change. It's a very good song. But, I mean, you said Michael Jackson. I say Michael Jackson because I don't listen to like that. I mean, if you put him on, I can change it, but I never really resonated with Prince's music. Like I said, I think he's more of a niche. If you grew up around the time of Prince's, like Pete, you're going to love him. But if you didn't, you're not going to appreciate him. So, Maxwell? I'm definitely saying Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had a bigger impact on me personally, so I'm going to say that personal preference. But not saying that Prince is not a absolutely fantastic artist all the way around. But... I was more exposed to Michael Jackson, you know. I was born, born in Indiana, so I definitely still had that impact in Indiana, you know, with him being. Well, so he was born in Gary, right? Where no, Jackson? I was born in Indianapolis. He was born in Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, it's all the same thing. But anyway, it's, 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 uh, his music actually just resonated with me when I was growing up and stuff. Um, I, you know, as you guys could see, Thriller is still something that. The thriller dance is something that gets done yearly. Party by city. Party yeah, Party City. Every, every baby, there's always you a baby me? Michael Jackson fit. And there's always a thriller fit. You feel me? That was such a powerful video. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that 
you know, the, the fits that he wore in his music videos did have an impact on people as well because they're still commonly worn. Yeah, but that, that was a different kind of time. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, Prince, Prince had For Prince, Prince, it was, was like... daily fashion. Yeah. For yeah. Prince, it was like he was doing something very, like, expressive and new. For Michael Jackson, the reason, like, people still wear his stuff also is because of a different kind of popularity. Yeah. Not so niche. Everyone knows Michael Jackson, so everyone wants to dress their kids as Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's very recognized. It's kind of like, oh, he's... You're dressing like a pirate. No, I'm dressing like Prince. Yeah. Color purple. Yeah, uh, coming. Do you not see the I mean? purple sparkles, my guy? Come on. Yeah. And then, sorry, the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah, he well, dressed, you know, he dressed he changed, like that. You know, changed names. You know, like Jeffrey said, I think it was more of a niche that you know, growing up in the, that that time frame, you definitely said, "Oh, Prince is absolutely fantastic, fantastic." But like, you know, they're kind of in the same same right, in different areas. You know what I mean? But you guys can. I I also I want to add to that also just like um, it's funny to me because I think about Prince dressing up as a pirate for One Piece. I feel like he would. I feel like his character would appear somewhere. Um, nah, it, you, it seems like we are unanimous, definitely unanimous Michael, on the Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. And I I do wish that I had a little more exposure to Prince though. I'm not sure my answer would change based on how Michael has affected my life. Right. But you know I like I love music. I love being exposed to different things. I I would appreciate it. Yeah. Prince, 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 Prince's songs, he, he has, you know, like I said, one of the best, arguably one of the, one of the best uh, musicians oh, yeah. of all time. And so it's just his music, you'll enjoy it. So you won't change it, be like, ugh, Prince and Melly, you won't, you won't do that. Yeah. But the impact of Michael Jackson still will hold. You know what? I'm curious. This is very, it's kind of on the wind thing. Um, Megan the Stallion versus Nicki Minaj. Honestly, who who is the who is the true queen of rap? Well, queen of rap, I still want to throw the Nicki Minaj for longevity, for longevity purposes. These niggas mm-hmm. are my sons, but but you know, Megan Thee Stallion is currently the standing queen. Yeah. These bitches are my sons. Come on now, <laughs> tripping like <It's> Nicki. <laughs> I mean, Nicki was running the game in two thousand nine to like she she till just Meg came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, not well. Cardi had her for like a year. Like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking Meg about possible. <laughs> I'm talking about in that year before Meg came out. People, okay, finally we got someone to battle Nicki. Yeah, and but then people, Cardi did, and then Meg came in. And people are like, oh, now we got it. So yeah, but see, like Cardi B was was a, was a false was a false. Yeah, because she don't like her stuff. No, but also it's just like I got mad when people were trying, were like, were sleeping on Nikki, like forgetting everything she did, talking yeah. about how Cardi B was that it was a new thing. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, Nikki would battle circles around her. They just game. wanted Nikki to have competition that bad. Yeah, I was say, they, they really pushed Cardi. They pushed Cardi's hype. They pushed it like super hard yeah. to get her to because the the continue that they pushed Cardi, they wanted to get her hyped enough. To where they can battle it out to say, "Ooh, who's it gonna be?" It's all but publicity. at the end of the day, like they pushed it, but it didn't. It still didn't reach to, yeah. to and, top out. All Nikki, and Nikki yeah. had Nikki had her own style going everywhere. And Cardi B, like anyone, could rap Cardi B songs. It's very simple flow and very simple. Rhythm. Simple flow, simple words, like like nothing that's like out. But that's the thing. But Megan, Megan she's a rapper. She's like she's not just out here, like you know, just doing simple low. She's out here spinning. And she's really, and she's very relatable to like the youth, especially like I'm not talking about like music wise. I'm talking about just like in general. Like if she can't, like she can't. She uh, she openly expressed her her enjoyment of anime. And nowadays, being such a much more popular thing, people were like, 
that's a that's she's like us. Yeah. That's nah, she, she's she's what she was in college. She's, she's about to be she's about to be a like, fellow HBCU grad. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. A fellow HBCU alum. You couldn't have done better. Big ups to you. Could not have done better. She's doing great things. She's doing great things, honestly. So I think like I don't think that I will say my answer is Nikki. And I'm saying that in the sense that right now the queen is Nikki, but eventually every queen's gotta step down and hand their crown to the next uh, to the next queen. I think yeah. Megan is the candidate for that. And I don't see anyone changing that. I think she is eventually going to remove her crown and she'll be like, You will you will rule now. Nikki won't do it willingly. Really? Mm-hmm. At this point? I feel like she already kind of eh, not willingly. She'll be like I, I mean she'll you. she'll retain she'll retain like her, sure, her queen respect. status, right. but you know, like like I said, like you don't when when when, when like in royalty kind of things when you hand the crown to the to the next the next king or queen, you don't just forget that they're the queen. You still refer to them as like you know with that respect. Yeah. So, but you know, she can't be she can't be on top of the female rap game forever. Yeah. Not forever. Just saying. So, I just hope they don't pit them against each other. I hope. I not. think they're both. I think that as long as artist Nikki is has the longevity though. True, she's got tenure. (laughs) But the thing is, Megan is like she's she's Megan is like at the top right now. Okay, but as long as she continues two years, as long as she continues her reign, she will eventually take the crown. Bro, it's been two years, three years. Bro. She no. she needs to be she needs I to mean, be in this for a minute. She needs to be this for next for next five ten years. Not, like, not, necessarily. not necessarily. No, you think that she you think it's not going to take that long to take the crown? No, because no, what happened with Nikki is that she didn't have any competition literally from two thousand nine. If you want kind of if you want to count Cardi to twenty seventeen, that's eight years of you can put whatever you want. That's why she started going more towards pop. Mm-hmm. Meg came out in twenty eighteen and had. She has like three, I think, like that Tina Snow mixtape. She has like some hard, she has some hard freestyles though. Like literally, yeah, her catalog right now is literally heat. So she so. keeps at least two more albums of straight heat. Compare that to Nick. She got two some more, hard two more straight albums of heat. Maybe, maybe not even, anything. not even maybe, maybe like one, like maybe like one more and some like good press. That's that's a year. That's only a year. Because Nikki's catalog is what I'm saying. What's Nikki doing right now? Look at she has a look son. at Nikki's catalog. She's a she's a she, she's a family woman now. She got a, she, she got a family. Like I said, she was popping because there's no one battling her. Not saying that she's not good, but she yeah. was hard though. I'm about to say, yeah, well, like, she, I mean, she was hard, but but really look back at her catalog though. Yeah, it was a good amount of pop songs too. I think I'm I think I'm just looking at time. I think I'm just so focused on. Like, That's what I'm saying. I think I like, think it's more about they rode Nikki's wave rode for long only because she had no competition. Bars and, and like. Big boom, boom, boom. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Alex. I think what you're, confu- I think you might be confusing the like the amount of time it's gonna take, not for her to take the crown and like you know establish herself as yeah. the new modern queen of rap. I think you're talking about when she's gonna reach the same level that Nikki has. When yeah. is she gonna be at that 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 level of clout? I mean, and that might take that. That'll take more than two fire albums. I don't care how fire was out. She got her. Yeah. talking about an artist, artist, with two more albums. You can argue artists. Mm-hmm. But I say, but I say, as an artist, she she has dropped consistent heat, Literally. and it is like, and it's still gonna keep coming because yeah. the, the, even the next few albums, like I'm, I'm pretty sure you can tell she hasn't hit her peak. Yeah, so, she's not done. She she she's nowhere near because like, there's such a room for growth. Right, like Nicki Minaj. She's just on a hot streak right now. Yeah, I mean, she needs to keep that fire going because. Yeah. Work together. 
Please. Give us something. A Megan Nikki album? Give, give me something to look forward oh, to. Oh, yeah. A no. Megan Nikki album? I'd say I already did Hot Girl Summer together. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. The City Girls. We're so busy putting it together. We forgot about when they do shit together. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, but, yeah. It seems like Nikki has won this today's battle. Nikki. Yeah. Nikki. Nikki Minaj. Nikki, Nikki Minaj. Minaj. These bitches are my sons. But, <laughs> Megan, you you're on are your way. on a hot streak. You're on your way. Keep it going. You know, I think this is a perfect segue into talking about music in general because we've been over here talking about um, people like battling like a generation apart. And we're talking about Nikki and Megan talking like like the new versus the old school. Well, how has, honestly, how has music been affected overall? Not just with them, but like in general. I will definitely add in that 2021 was the best year of music. Since 2016, 2017, like half of 2017. Yeah, because since then, Facts. music's been shit. I'll be blunt with it. Mm-hmm. Music has been trash. It's, it's really like 2021, a lot of like our favorite artists have dropped bangers, have dropped some fire out. An evening with Silk Sonic. All right, how about this? <clears throat> We're going to say this, bro. So I feel like people, like audiences, get have gotten impatient with artist yeah um they demand like three albums a year or like they demand you to drop music constantly and i feel like that's going to drop the ultimately drop the quality of the music that's get that gets put out and i feel like in 2021 you had the pandemic of 2020 and you know you had isolation and stuff like that so people were really dropping music for real, you know what i mean yeah there's singles here and there no no full albums no full you know yeah, like art. Well, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber literally dropped their COVID singles. Yeah, it's oh, literally. Oh. Yeah, you're, <laughs> they're just at home and you have time to think, time to write music, and actually, you know, think through think through the beats that they want to use, how they want their audience to feel. Yeah. So I think that's what we're getting now. Twenty the twenty twenty music, twenty twenty pandemic music that, you know, has been worked on for over a year. The music does also have a sense of like back to normalcy to it. Yeah, like you know, everything everything's kind of been crawling back to how it was, how it used to feel, and the music is now doing the same thing. Where it's like we feel the same, we feel those strong emotions, we feel mode like moved by the music, and not just like not artist by artist, but just like the music style in general. And honestly, even before the pandemic, music was kind of declining a little bit. Like it seems like people hit like a rut on creativity. Yeah, it has because it's like. Oh, you were thinking about like think about like the music that we were listening to in high school, mm-hmm. and think about what we were listening to like, like honestly, like in college, mm-hmm. the music was that. really not all that. Like it was yeah. cool, like there were cool singles, but as far as like like really good, consistent like bangers and album, because like I mean I'll agree with you, I don't need three albums to keep up quality for me to keep interested. Of course not, but I just need quality. You could drop one album a year, and if it's quality, that's fine. Not even necessarily that this year had a lot of quality, but as far as just the amount of people that dropped, Tyler dropped, Kanye dropped, Drake dropped, dropped. productivity, productivity in twenty twenty one has been high. Some other, I know some productivity has been very up. My friend, my friend Steven was keeping track of all the new stuff dropping, and apparently a lot of it was really good. Um, So. But go, let's go back to like 2016, 2017. What dropped at that time for you that awesome. people always want to talk back? Okay, let's go back to 2016. Right. Forever is a mighty long time. 
was a fun, that was a fantastic album. So by Big Crit. Yeah. All right. You can go to that. Go to top. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Crazy. You, I just look your personality. Your personality, like knowing you, what? And then you listen to Big Crit, like I want y'all to really just like, like take like two minutes out of your time. That's like oil and water. Don't go together. Break this like, down for me, because like y'all know, y'all know I am of like Big I am of many influences. Like I like many different things. So yeah, maybe it was a little surprising. I didn't really understand. I don't understand the full impact of Big Crit at all. The only reason I was put onto that album specifically was because one of my friends, Stephen. Was like you know based on the kind of like hip hop you like you enjoy and the flow and style. I think you'll enjoy this album a lot, like especially with these kind of songs. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a listen, and I did. I enjoyed every single song because it was it was high, it was high like high intensity, very exciting, very like very clever. I'm like yo, this is, this is exactly what I want. This is, this is my taste in music. So y'all being so surprised at me it's not it's not it's not big crit it's that album specifically that i really like so and a lot of big name artists got their start in 2016 mm-hmm. or they were dropping bombs in 2016 all right i just pulled up a list of 2016 albums that came out wait first let's name it let's name no let's name some that we can do off the top of our head then we'll go to the yeah kind of I'm going to say Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino because that is my all-time favorite artist. That was mm. an absolutely beautifully written album. To me. Totally different direction, too. Yeah. yeah. Not No one expected that. No one. Not even me. <laughs> Boy, your eyes only, J. Cole. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. That was, absolutely that was fantastic. A, I remember listening to that in my room, and I was just like, damn. Let's talk about it. It's the coach. Migos. Early 2017. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning of 2017. The life of Pablo. 2016. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The start of Billboard Drake with Hughes. Yep. Coloring book, Chance the oh, Rapper. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that 2016? Ooh. That was 2016. Yeah, it was. Acid Rap was 2013. Hughes is probably my last favorite Drake album. Mm. I, I will argue that. Hughes by Drake. Probably. probably. That was so like the last one that everybody was happy. Yeah. I was running through the streets in my world. That was the yeah. remix. Is too late. No, ah, man. shit. I <laughs> still a good song though. I remember. I vividly like from the coloring book album. I vividly remember Angels. Man, I remember the first time I listened to that song. Angels. I was thrown for a loop. And in it, ha! <laughs> and he just went into it. Oh yeah, I went to Chance the Rapper concert. Uh, so yeah, damn. In early 2017, Anderson Pack dropped one. Malibu, damn, was early. Malibu, early. Malibu. The, the start of Anderson Pack getting hype. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anti Rihanna, Afro Funk. Yes, yes. Anti Rihanna. Uh, oh. Blonde, Frank Ocean. Yes. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Lemonade, Beyonce. Kendrick, Kendrick. Oh, Dan was mid. Like, Lemonade was a. That was like, Beyonce. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. I completely forgot about Lemonade. Lemonade. All the theater kids senior year were blasting Lemonade every day. Solange dropped one too. Let's see oh, the table. A lot of attitudes changed with Lemonade dropped too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> attitudes did change. A lot crazy. of people kind of walked around a certain way after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought Jay Z was gonna get decapitated. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. That's kind of crazy. I thought I, I thought we were gonna back to the French Revolution, pike his head somewhere. I was like, yo, Jay Z, you might wanna. That's why. That's that's why I think that's when Jay Z realized that like what he was up against. 
like fan base. No, no, you know, it, it, it was just like um, it's just like like the like the Boondocks episode. You know, you fucked up, right? That was definitely when the the beehive started really popping the face. Yeah. Hold on, man. I have one more. I think in 2016. Ooh. Speaking of Anderson, back his collab album with Knowledge, Yes Live. Yes Live. More people need more people need exposure to Anderson Pac. Okay, everybody. And this Silk Sign and the evening with Silk Sign. I don't know why he was. I don't know why he was slept on so much. So we still talking about 2017 too? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Let me drop a flower boy in that guy. Flower boy. Flower boy. Sir, Tom the Creator. That's Tom the Creator. That's definitely. the more happy sounding kind of the start of that. Yeah. The complete switch around. Yeah. But then 2017, 2016, Haiku was like a transition period because, I mean, you got Damn. Damn by Kendrick came out. Mm-hmm. But then Scissor, Control. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Hey y'all, you know, speaking of Tyler, I know this you know, during like the, the rise between like late twenty seventeen to, to like before twenty twenty, like nineteen, uh, you know, there were always like a few albums that kind of stood out. But everything else was kind of just media, like mediocre, right. subpar, or decent at best. As far as I, what? Huh? as far as what? What do you mean? Just like quality overall, like yeah. overall quality and musicality. Okay. But I remember when in 2019 when Igor came out, I didn't pay much attention to Igor at first because I was still kind of getting into the whole Tyler creative bit. But I listened to it specifically because I remember DJ Khaled was making his his new album and he was talking about how he was going to hit number one charts everywhere and how he, like, he put everything into it. And when he got number two to Tyler the Creator, I was like, this man's going to throw a tantrum. And he did. That big-ass man threw the biggest temper tantrum. Talk about, who is this Tyler the Creator? I'm like, first of all, show some respect. Look here, old man. That man is That's Tyler the Creator. Didn't he dropped in 2016 and 2017? He I dropped like major keys in 2016. I got the key, the key, the key. He dropped 2017 songs. was the one with his son on the on the cover. I know. I think that was Wild Father, Father Hassad. No, I don't know, man. Uh, no, that's actually, the one with Wild Thoughts with Bryson Tiller Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that that one. Uh, what other one? Father of Hassad was 2019. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2017. You mean Grateful? 2017. I think so. Is it just yeah. having son in the hot tub? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Another one that came out. Four forty four. Jay Z. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. came around the same time as uh, as damn. Yeah. Yep. Lemonade. Lemonade came out the previous year, and then Jay Z was like, "I got to get my shit together." <laughs> yeah. Wild <laughs> thoughts. Wild thoughts was on the grateful album. No. The the album. The other album from twenty nineteen. That was uh, which one was that? Other ones. Oh, father. That was father of Asad. Father of Asad was what he was hyping up to be. Like that's when he. That's when he put his son into the music. Like apparently his son had like some influence in the. Production. Did y'all like Drake's album One Life? Uh, like, it was okay, but it was, it was like, like it's a Drake album. It was okay. Well, it was a it was a mixtape, but it's like it's I said, it's that's, Drake. That's it's Drake. Billboard yeah. Drake. Yeah. So that's just him just trying to get played. That's kind of hard. To it was do. okay. Yeah. But the reason why I wanted to put it in 2016 is because a lot of people, especially like on YouTube, talk about how the 
double XL Cypher of 2016 is the best one. And honestly, after listening to it, I will agree. I think it is the best one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say why. Because not because a lot of people refer to Lil Uzi. It was Lil Uzi, Lil Yachty, 21 Savage, and Denzel Curry. But if you listen to everybody, Anderson Pack was on that one. Icky was on that one. Dave East. G Herbo. I think that was all the people on there. But what I liked about that one is it showed you where hip hop was. Like we listened to like 2014, 2013 cyphers. That's Dave East and G Herbo. That's just them spinning bar, spinning heat. But it also showed you where it was going with Lil Uzi. Because once that happened, everybody was mumbling. So it was really eye-opening <laughs> to see that. I do not. And on top of that, you had your little dicky be doing the comedy <laughs> stuff and the Anderson <laughs> back doing his thing. So that literally showed you how everything was going to branch from then on. <laughs> what? They were trying to tell you since then. What? Wow. They did. Yeah. I mean, remember when all the old, no, all the old heads, uh, no, old, old rappers kind of got together and they started talking shit about the new age rappers? That's what Joe Daddy was getting yelled at by Joe Budden. And Snoop Dogg <laughs> Dog was telling the story about how he wanted to do a feature with somebody and they wanted him to mumble rap. He was like, I ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> but I don't know why. I think maybe because of like, that's that's also the start of the SoundCloud era. People started getting hype off SoundCloud like yeah. XXX. But Mumble rapping kind of been a thing for future in 2010. I don't know why people yeah. like it so much, like mumble rap in general. Like, but, I mean, it just originated with him. Really like it was future. Future and Young Thug really was like, yes. really, like they yes. were really the Young Thug. the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Young Thug, oh, Young and Thug, future. Future, future, future with the future with the mumble, like, like that whole flow was Thug. them. Young the Thug was the time. When you get that Playboy Cardi type sound, right. or like people trying to sing, like, um, that's Young Thug. What's up? That's my pepper. That's my pepper. But people, but they was always yeah, playing that yeah, song yeah, in yeah. parties and clubs. But nobody, like, you can hear people like trying to mimic it. It's like y'all don't really know what he's saying because he's mumbling the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just listening to the music. At that point, the beat, the beat was really what was important. If the beat was cool, then like nobody cared about the lyrics. I mean, not every not every song every artist makes has to be like some impactful, culturally changing story. I mean, like. Like, Ludacris, let me look Ludacris. Ludacris was like was a huge name in the Atlanta rap game, and this man, like he would some, he would make stuff like Growing Pains, and like and he, and those are very impactful, very real stories or storytelling songs, and they were very musical. And then he would make shit like What's Your Fantasy, and How Low, and like that kind of stuff. So I think he was a prime example. Like people can be musically creative without like meaningful lyrics Can't but your then mind. now people like mumble rappers and everything they're just they're taking away the lyrics in general they're just right. focusing on the music and the production for club music but there's just there's nothing to it there's no substance and to me that's that's not that's not music evolving that's music going backwards um which is weird because we never had that backwards i i don't necessarily agree with that i think not as far as the mumbling goes, but as far as like the vibe and how like people are focusing more on production, especially with the new trap sound, because trap definitely like evolved with like throughout the 2010s. Mm-hmm. But someone dropped that. I just remembered that someone dropped the album in 2016 that definitely cemented him into being one of the pioneers of the new trap sound. Birds of the Traffic Night, Travis Scott. But when he dropped Rodeo, 
you can't lie that his trap sound was so melodic. That's when people were like, that this is the vibe we're talking about. That was, in my opinion, when the new sound actually had some like creativity to it. Mm-hmm. Because Travis's mentor yeah. is Kanye. And you can kind of hear that, especially with the song 90210. Like, that's one of the best songs of that year. Yeah. I mean, my, I don't know. I guess my issue with the mumbling and everything like that is it is also personal preference. But, you know, a big, another big thing is auto tune became a crutch, not a tool. Yeah. It seems like everybody's using auto tune and they're just overusing it. Yeah. Like, not everyone has to be or can be on the level of T-Pain. He's not a rapper, but still. It's just, like, if you're relying so heavily on auto-tune and stuff like that, then are you really on the same level as a musician at all? I mean, certain artists use it as a crutch, and there's others that that is the sound. Like, when Kanye used it on 808s, that was just the sound of the album. Yeah. Same thing with Travis. But this he was, is his sound. But see, it was like he was he was utilizing it. He was utilizing it just for like the effect. Right. People are utilizing it to cover up the fact that they can't and, and also people are using it because like a lot of modern rap also has a lot of singing in it. Like they're they're singing their flows and so they they can't sing, they can't keep the pitch, so they have to use autotune to cover it up. And the reason why someone like T Pain, my opinion anyway, worked so well with autotune is because he has a beautiful voice anyway. And yeah. so he's just kinda it's just amplifying. Yeah, right. it's changing it. Not flying, it's changing it. So it, it's just the style of, of that song. Yeah, like, the song was made to fit that auto tune sound. So like people would think that's not supposed to fit that. It's Travis, Kanye, and um, I can't remember right now. But for <laughs> people who use it as a crutch, like Lil Baby, I don't like listening to Lil Baby like that. To be honest with you, no, I don't either. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's hype with. With just the music now, I mean, some some people are still staying true, like like Kendrick and J Cole. Like those people are staying true, but I mean, like cool. some people, like they really need to like bring the, like bring the stuff that was like nostalgic. Like like her, I love her because like her her songs, her words, like like her aura as a person makes me feel like she like it makes me feel like she belongs in like the nineties, like the nineties so, RB, where it's just it's something sensual and intimate. And there's something that's like, I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to connect with you Absolutely. on this like yeah. deeper level. And so like her, I love her sound. Her sound is, is, is amazing. You definitely got some gems. I mean, hell, you got J.I.D. What about the internet? The internet, yeah. Part yeah, of the I mean, feature collection. Yeah. Earth Gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. Earth Gang. Atlanta rappers. And some, and some people are, some people are just, some people are just trying to just bring back stuff. Like, yeah. like now with like Silk Sonic, like oh, Silk right. Sonic is like bringing back like the old school, like and the stuff that our parents listen to. It's neo old school too, so it applies there. So it, it, it really it reaches is. everybody. And then it's not one of those. It's not one of those like groups that's like it's like a specific generation or, or specific like type of people. Like Silk Sonic is reaching everybody. Everybody of all ages, all nationalities can enjoy this quality type of music. And so it'd be one of those concerts where it's like you'll see everybody, and everybody will be having a good time, like. Good vibes, like like one of those like concerts where it's like it's outside, and, and it's they they are really gonna be on a trend. True, because I mean they're out. Their album recently came out, and I really hope that they continue it's to hard. no skips. Short album, but no skips. Short yeah, album hard. and no skips. You can listen to every every song. Like, so we we definitely really been on the twenty tens and jumped a little bit in the eighties. But how do you guys feel that music has like changed throughout the decades? You know. 
Um, I'm going to take it a step way back because we, we touched on the 80s, but I want to talk a little bit about classic stuff because my point uh, into that is I feel like music has always kind of been on a steady change, like a very linear change. Like everything kind of builds off the last thing that they had and they build. There's always going to be criticism from the older generations to the new generations, but everything kind of builds. Like the the rock and the, the, the classic rock in the 60s um, got more melodic and a little more uh, loose in the 70s and the 80s. And you had different artists, you had a lot of different artists that would, they weren't really stepping on each other or trying to do the same thing, but they, they, they it was like this really weird balance. They were blending really well together. Like you had, um, you had icons like, like Jimi Hendrix, um, who was like a wizard of guitar, but you had other people who were considered like the greatest. You had Stevie Ray Vaughan, different, different periods of time. So Stevie Ray Vaughan, you had the lead guitarist from ZZ Top. I actually got a funny story about that, you know. Uh, you had all these different people who were just wizards with their with their position, with their, their instruments and everything. Stevie Wonder, piano, but still, his, his no, no, he's yeah, you know, he's beautiful. Um, so here's a funny story about y'all. Do y'all know you? Y'all know the band ZZ Top? I know y'all know Jimmy. Know the band ZZ Top? Okay. Don't yeah. know about the guitar. ZZ Top, they're like a bunch, a bunch of a couple of bearded dudes, really big bearded dudes. One of their members died recently, unfortunately. But funny when they first started. Their very their for their rise to fame. I was listening to a, a documentary about it after uh, one of them passed away. When they were getting their opening gigs, one of the things they got was they got to open for Hendrix. And I this is a really cool parallel story. Hendrix, um, was he was he was already well cemented. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved his music. The manager, the one who's running the event, tells the ZZ Top group, who I don't think they were called at the time ZZ Top, says y'all need to produce forty minutes of material for this opening. And they're like, we don't have 40 minutes of material. What are we going to do? And y'all know what they did? In this man's concert, for who they're opening for, they played two Jimi Hendrix song covers. They wow. did Foxy Lady. They did Foxy Lady and another one. Purple Haze. Purple Haze. They did Foxy Lady and Purple Haze. <laughs> and the lead guitarist, while he was just, just ripping that shit, he looks over to the side of the backstage. And Jimi Hendrix is just over there crossing his arms. got this big old smirk on his face like, yo, I got some. <laughs> and at the end of it, when they met up and they talked to him, he said, "You're bold. I like you." And now it's kind of how they got their rise. And what's and what I love about that story is there is a huge parallel because Jimi Hendrix, when he was getting his rise, he opened for Eric Clapton, who was considered one of the G's of guitar of guitar playing. And when Jimmy was on there playing, he wasn't playing any Clapton covers. But when he was on there ripping the guitar, Clapton disappeared for a little bit. His manager went to go find him. He found Clapton just like chained aggressively chain smoking. He's sweating. And he's like, yo, Eric, what's going on with you? He's like, you didn't tell me he was that fucking good. <laughs> and I love, I love the parallel of like the artist like passing down stuff. But that was like I said, a little tangent I want to like, tell a fun fact. The pick of But destiny. that's the that's the kind of thing. It was a lot of torch passing. People were just passing torches and new things. And like, but everyone was working well together. And then you get to <clears throat> Excuse me, and you get to like the the new stuff, the the nineties, two thousands, where hip hop becomes a really big staple in the in the culture, even bigger than it had before. And then we talked about how it kind of got monotonous, and everyone's doing the same thing. Right. And finally, here we are now, where we got people who are doing what I've always hoped for. They're bringing the old school stuff back. They're not sampling old stuff to make the new songs. They're bringing the old school vibes back but they're making it something else. And I'm not saying everyone has to start doing that now, 
but I like to see it. I like I like the like you know paying attention to your history and moving forward. So I think eventually, like 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 even with like groups like Subsonic, there are going to be groups and there are going to be people who are going to want to say this was a great time. I want to bring this back, but just bring it back in my own way. And I think that as long as like people continue to be inspired by like the great music that was then made back in the day, because honestly, like. Right now, for a while, artists are getting way too repetitive and getting way too just consistent on just saying like the same old crap, like like the I get money, I I do this, I do that, and it, it's really just something that's just it, it it just gets old, and that's why there was such a dead spot from like what, like from like twenty thirteen to like twenty seventeen or just twenty eighteen. It was just a dead spot because everybody was just saying the same shit. And I was like, well, yo, I need some, I need to hear something. Different. I need to hear something authentic. I, I would say that there is going to be. I think people give the 2010s not enough credit. So I, where I wanted to go with that was, I think the 90s is definitely good for hip hop and, and R and B. But as far as the 2000s, people don't really give credit to the rise of pop punk. Rock music kind of came back. You see the American Pie movies, and also internationally, dancehall got real popular mm-hmm. in the 2000s. And even with the 2010s. People talk about the decline in music, but what about the rise of soca music and and Afro beats? Mm-hmm. I mean that those those are I mean like those you and I can always like going back and forth on like 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 dancehall, reggae, reggaeton, bachata, like all of all of those genres are now on the peak, and now what's going to end up happening is that Everybody American artists are going to want to collab with the West Indian artists, yep. because like that sound is now going to be continue to be on that rise. Because now, like, you have people like, like Ashanti, she makes, she collabs with, like, Marshall Montano on Soka songs. And I was like, wow, like, you're now going to have, like, all these artists that are going to want to do collabs. And so that I look forward to, because that, that type of music. That's I mean, they've already kind of done some collab. Like, 2015, you had, like, Justin Bieber with that sorry song, like, A Tropical House. Mm-hmm. And then you have Drake trying to jump in with Rihanna on some song. Yeah. Ed Sheeran did Shape of You, and he was on a radio show and mentioned, one of the dancehall artists made a remix to it. And he absolutely loved it. Yeah, I'm noticing a really big surge in Caribbean and Latin vibes. Yeah, yeah. Western it's music. really it's really on the rise. Like like a lot of art, like a lot of rappers. They want to hop on like like the little at the Applebee trend because I mean you got for Applebee's. I mean you know the AOG, the the the, the, the Vitos, techno. Uh, techno. Like you got a lot of those artists Run who are down. really popping and who are getting really popular. In Burner America. Boy. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you could continue to drop like so many, like they're they're really peaking, yeah, and so right. like for for us, Tens. for us that are Tens. in the states, like like that's really something that because it's different. Because I really feel like a lot of people in you know in America are saying we're tired of hearing the same shit. We want to hear something different, and now we actually have something to to now really go reach out to. I I'm just I am afraid of that happening too much as it is right now. Just like there's too many people trying to like take the vibe, take the vibe because they want to hop on the trend. Then yeah. they all kind of blend together. I'm afraid of that because I think music should, music is meant to blend. Music is meant to evolve, change. As long as it doesn't go backwards. As long as you don't go backwards and like try to take the Afro beats and then still try to make it like trap and trap beat or something like that. Like that, I'm, I'm going to be so annoyed. Like don't mumble rap on an Afro beat. People's like, tastes definitely have, have been more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can speak for myself, you know, uh, lately I've been listening to more like house music or like a mix of the hip hop and house, like a Kei 
or a pomo or a veggie. Is that kind of like you can chill at the crib if you want. We can go to the club and get hyped if you want to. But that type of house sound definitely started to gravitate more towards that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Doug? This is the question just like how like, how's your music changing? My my music, I mean, it definitely has evolved. Like like for our you know, for us with our with our cultural backgrounds, like I'm definitely gearing in. I listen to way more international music than I do like American like rap and hip hop. So now for me it's like I do listen to more like bachata, reggae, Afrobeat, mm-hmm. dance, whole soca. I listen to that way more now. Because it's just like that's more interesting. I, I I am of more interest into hearing those sounds in that beat than to hearing the music that's in the states. So like definitely that has shifted my musical taste just from like from domestic to international. So I'm definitely more in tune with that aspect. Definitely a big R and B guy. Well, I don't know about R and B. It's like a you stay at R and B though. Kind of mixed. No, 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 not not necessarily. Um, well, like. Coming up, like growing up, I kind of listened to a decent amount. Like we listened to like Green Day, Paramore, like My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Growing up, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, The Lincoln Park, you oh, know, uh, Woo, The Lincoln Park <laughs> era, Panic at the Disco, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen to that growing up, and then I just kind of, you know, I feel like I might have gone with the trends, but then I kind of moved away from it again. Um, going with like Charles Gambino. Um, uh, Tyler Creator, like I said, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's all. Future Tyler, Tyler, mm-hmm. crazy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another Yonkers. Sure. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely on some more chill vibes now. Like I'm like a Daniel Caesar, Brent Fires. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Like I, I did, I do fuck with Earth Gang. Earth Gang's real chill. Um. Definitely like a, like a, like a, like a, like a Freddie Gibbs type thing, like nice, easy flow, not too, nothing too crazy. I mean, I can, I can listen to that stuff, but it's not something that I want to just listen to constantly. You know what I mean, like, I know that I'm a, I got to keep myself calm and I know music's going to affect me in, in certain ways, depending on what, what I listen to at a, you know, long, for long periods of time. So super chill music for me. Nice easy beats, nice little lyrics. You feel me? Yeah, you definitely have your preferences, but I can tell you also, like, um, just from what I can tell, you just have a very broad sense of like music taste. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Like, when you like to absolutely. get hype, you want to get hype. When you want to chill, you have your chill playlist. Absolutely. And I will listen to classical music on a daily basis, just because it's good for you. It yeah. makes, uh, makes it gets, gets that gets those Go wheels turning up there. Gets the people going. Gets the people going. I'm just saying. When Beethoven dropped those hits, people were going off. Oh, 1,537? Them bitches was hot. You feel me? I feel you. <laughs> oh, I feel you. What about you? My music taste has been very drawn out. And it's very heavily based on just, like, who I have around me. Because, I mean, for the longest time growing up as a kid, I, everything I listened to was on my parents' uh, in the, my parents' CD collection. A lot of jazz. A lot of classic rock. I mean, we talk we talk British Invasion, seventies uh, like seventies, eighties, like everything. Not the nineties, but a little bit of the eighties. Um, there was some some old like old school like uh, Brazilian, uh, a, lot, a lot of music from Brazil. I'm trying to remember the exact genre. Exactly, my mom loves this one artist. Um, very very old 
the very good. And actually, even country music. And a lot of that actually gave me appreciation for stuff that I listen to now. Um, with, I mean, I can't say I hate country music because I've grown up with it. But will I put it on my phone? No. I will not choose to put that on my phone. If I listen to it, though, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. But then, you know, as I got into middle school or early high school, people around me are listening to Kanye, listening to Jay-Z, listening to um, all these new artists. I'm just like, okay, this is a very new exposure for me. Let's, let's, let's dive in. So I dove in. A lot of it was mainstream. A lot of it was with the trends, kind of like what Max said. Um, and... I didn't necessarily feel bad for not branching out. Like I like, I'm comfortable with what I listen to. So it definitely became like a. I didn't shun the new stuff. I love. I started loving pop. I started loving. Um, I chose my own style of hip hop. That preference, of course. But I loved. I loved that. I loved um, the Latin. Anything Latin vibes. La bachata. Ooh, la bachata. I. Um, and then I started meeting these jokers. And I got into the Caribbean flows like that. That changed, that changed a lot of things for me. So I'm a very just wide spectrum music taste. And it's constantly growing. It's growing. It's been growing for a while. And I'm happy for that. Frank Ocean is incredibly hard as well. Yes, just is. thought I'd mention that. That's what Frank Rive. Speaking on that, I think, uh, I think that brings episode five to a close. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to touch on the music topic later on. Of course. Of course. So much more to talk about in that sense. But... Appreciate you guys for rocking with us. All the squares out there. We love you and, uh, see you later. Let us know in the com- Let us know in the comments what uh, music generations and artists y'all think we slept on or missed. Yes, strawberry wine. And stay in tune. You know, there's gonna be you know different videos, different types of content that we're gonna be pumping out. And y'all think it's a podcast channel only? Oh no, no, no. We got new stuff for you. So. Stay tuned now. We'll see you on the next <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Stay undercover, I'm stealth. My whole life I kept on waiting for shit. Had to learn to go get it myself. Yeah. I get this shit by myself. Yeah. I make a way for myself. Yeah. I see you got a new dude in that school, but I promise we fuck I won't tell. Yeah. Know that you miss it, I tell. Because you still hit up myself. So just let us out of ourselves. Cause I think I'm losing brain cells Cause you're toxic, so toxic Still want you myself